Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. 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 Ladies, woohoo, and woohoo, gentlemen, woohoo, welcome to woohoo, another woohoo, digital woohoo, citizen episode. Pew 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 pew. Pew. Jump, 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 jump. Three hundred and fifty. Pew, pew, pew. I look. Hi, Fro. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that was about. Yeah, three fifty. <laughs> okay, uh, let, let's uh, address the elephant in the room right away. If if you think the sound quality is a little different this week, yes, I'm recording on an iPad. Yeah, more computer problems. Uh, it happens sometimes. Yeah. What are you going to do? You know what I mean? I don't know. I definitely not buy a new computer since I got this three weeks ago. Right, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of annoying, but, I mean, you got to yeah. r- roll with the punches, you know? So, uh, we roll with the punches. I mean, it's been over two years since we have recorded with Skype, so... Oh, yeah, you're probably right, huh? Or at least yeah, I'll, I'll a year and a ha- half. Yeah, it's been a while. Oh, it's been quite a while. You definitely, I mean, you can tell you're not as clean because yeah. there isn't like... Clean feet? Right. Yes. But uh, it just sounds like you're talking on a phone. Like, yeah. uh, that's a, that's the only difference, really. Yeah. I bet uh, if we wouldn't have uh, said anything, nobody would have noticed, to be honest. No. It's just me and you that are audiophiles. Oh, right, audio. Like, yeah, exactly. Well, maybe some audiophiles <laughs> are listening. It's That's also a possibility, you know? Uh, me and Luke are very much audiophiles. We're like, oh. if you go and listen to episode one of, of this episode, I listened to that the other day, and I was like, the sound quality is, uh, is at least better. <laughs> Even though I miss Tilly sometimes. I talked to her last night, actually, and she oh. she was uh, she was doing well. She was in the hospital, actually, so it's not great. But she was she was fine. Oh, no. You know, just normal normal things uh, yes. you deal with. Uh, yeah, also that's all I'll say. And fitness, okay. Yeah, Can no. It, yeah, no. He was he he was doing good. Uh, we talk on occasion, so yeah, we're still in touch. Cool. If she ever wanted to be on the show again, she definitely could. If she's listening to this, hi Tilly. <laughs> hi Tilly. Yeah. Come and save us. Uh, yeah. How's your week been? Um, busy. I guess really busy. It's getting summer here. It's becoming summer. So like, uh, there's a lot of you know stuff to take care of as far as like uh dealing with the the insane heat that i assume is coming within the next month uh looking at the rest of the u.s the heat the heat wave is like literally killing people around around the united states right now so i'm just preparing for that i'm getting air conditioners installed and uh, making sure that you know um there's no leaks as far as like uh Heat, heat leaks. <laughs> well, you know, underneath doors, little things like making sure everything's right. 
sealed and uh, getting ready for that. Yeah, uh, I mean, have you seen what's going on? There's like a massive flood in Yellowstone, but at the same time, there's yeah. like hundreds of homeless people dying of heat uh, yeah. related Ill illness, uh, in injuries, I guess, in like uh, Arizona and LA and things like that. So, right. Um, yeah, the climate change is real, y'all. <laughs> For real. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, no, they are they're saying that uh, one of Norway's hottest days will be tomorrow, so I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, 28 degrees at, at night. Uh, that is Celsius. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but... It's like 80... I want to say it's like 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Let me... Right. You said, what, 25? Uh, 28. 28, okay. Yeah. Uh, 28 degrees Celsius here in, in Norway. That's like... Eight, yeah, it's like 85 degrees yeah. uh, Fahrenheit, at, like, at night. That's... Yeah, it's pretty wild. That's hot. That's a little too hot, if you ask me. Uh, I, I mean, what does that mean is, for yeah. the daytime? Like, how hot... If it's going to be 80... Oh. 80 degrees at night, it's got to be... Oh yeah, high high thirties. They said. Huh, in Norway, right? So that's pretty yeah. wild. I mean, I have I remember uh, there was uh, uh, one some I think it was maybe two summers ago. It was was like uh, uh, almost forty degrees outside. I I was dying, like. That's one Almost thing is like, you know, uh, if you live in Ghana, you're going to be used to, right. to, the, to it being, you know, hotter. 40, yeah. Right. But if yeah. you're, li if you're used to it living being, Norway, Nor no. yeah, living in Norway, that the, what, uh, your bot, your body being able to acclimatize it, climatize itself mm. to that situation is going to be a much more drastic, I guess, it, you know what I mean? Um. And I'm definitely feeling that right now because we went from it just being pouring down rain like monsoon season for the last few weeks, mm. and now all of a sudden it's going to be super hot here. Uh, but you just gotta. But it's kind of in interesting because it, if you go from the east of Norway, where of course have the hottest weather, into the north of Norway, uh -huh. there is is a difference in degrees around twenty degrees actually Celsius. Yeah, but are you talking about like Svalbard? How do you say it? the the islands up there? Svalbard, Svalbard, yeah. yeah. Or is that what you're? Because that that's like a whole cold. different. <laughs> that's like a whole different. Uh, right. What do you yeah, call? No, it? I mean, I mean mainland. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like the border to Russia, things like that. Like uh, when it's like sixteen degrees there, it's like twenty six there. So maybe difference of ten degrees, but small better is shit called. But that is more it's basically it's basically the Iceland. North Pole at that point, right? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if I'm going to like just immigrate to there <laughs> right? when, I, I... when it's summer and come back here when it's winter because I don't like the heat. Yeah, just get a cabin, you know, get a... Or, <laughs> do you call it ho holiday, or do you call it vacation? Like, when you when Norwegians speak in English, do they say, I'm going on holiday, or do they say, I'm, I'm taking vacation. a va vacation? Okay, yeah. yeah vacation, yeah. I, I thought about that earlier, because 
because uh, you're taking a vacation it, it, it coming up. But, I like, uh, I, I thought about that. I was like, British people call it a, a holiday. I'm going on holiday. You know, I was like, yeah, I wonder when Norwegian people speak English. What well, you're right. But I don't say pavement either, so there's that. You don't say pavement? What do you say? I, uh, uh, I, uh, gosh, the English word. Uh, yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter. Concrete? I don't know what the English word for pavement is. Hmm, okay. No, like, the uh, you, you, you have the main road, and then you have the... Uh, in Norwegian, we would call it like fortpav, but uh, uh, on the uh, where people go. Oh, the sidewalk. Sidewalk. There you go. Yeah, what I did... wouldn't say sidewalk. That's what I meant. What do the, What do you say then? Uh, the English word of. <laughs> oh, the foot. foot I think they say footpath, right? The path. Right. I yeah, think maybe. British yeah, people say f- footpath, which is like yeah, the, there's sure. the there's the road or the the road and then the foot. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe we shouldn't talk about things we don't know. <laughs> well, we were talking about Tilly, so <laughs> yeah, that's true. Look, well, it, yeah, yeah, it even says here. Yeah, what is a footpath in the UK and England and Wales? Public footpath is a path on which public yeah. uh, have legally protected rights to travel on foot. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I was I wasn't wrong. Yeah, footpath. We would say that. Uh, but uh, uh, then again, I don't use milk in my tea, so well, I, we have, I can't be British. We have bike paths here, where like it's yeah. just it's just a paved road that specifically is for bikes like <laughs> there is no other purpose that created for this uh footpath i guess people could walk on it but you're you're risking getting run over by a bike to be honest you know how bike people are they do not stop <laughs> if you're in the no. way <laughs> there has been this like fight between uh, people on bike and people on cars for quite a while mm-hmm. and i would definitely say i'm in the car are, uh, um, uh, there's something about b- bike people that they're self, you know, they feel like I'm doing this for the environment. Like I'm right. the, I'm better than you because I feel yes. like I'm helping things. Um, and so and because you're in a car, you're the bad guy, no matter yeah, what yeah. the situation is. Yes. Um, yeah, they're definitely. They don't care if your 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 uh, wife is pregnant and right. have to go to the hospital. Right, you just got shot. You got a gunshot right. wound in the stomach, and you're trying to get to the hospital. <laughs> no, it yeah, doesn't no. matter. No, no. Uh, doesn't I, matter. I, I thought I was one. I always did wonder whether that was just an American thing, but I guess it's, oh no, 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 definitely not. Yeah, no, it's a world thing. I, I when I was driving, I was like I was always almost when when I was uh, I was driving past someone that was jogging, and I ran down my window because there was other people in the car and said, "Run first, run for your life." Yes, I'm that kind of asshole. When uh, I sure. I, yeah, I I don't know if I do that, but uh, <laughs> I mean I I don't have a problem with people on bikes until they just. You know, uh, have no um, 
they have no consideration for other people. Like right. they're like, so all the I have all the time. <laughs> I have momentum, and I need momentum because I'm on a bike. Because otherwise, right. you know, if I lose momentum, it's gonna take a lot more work. To, and then they're like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna go." Like that's when there's an issue, right? Mm-hmm. I I do agree with that. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, let's go into the news. I'm sure we can talk about this for hours and hours. I'm not sure it's so interesting for other people than us. I think it's uh, a universal thing people think about, though, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. It, I mean, I, I think that's one of the things that I I, I agree with uh, on... Um, uh, when it comes to, and it doesn't agree, agree to when it comes to like uh, people saying that you have to be like either or, but it, but I am either or because I hate cats, love dogs, uh, I love uh, seeing cats. I couldn't have a cat myself because of my allergy. I am, I'm I, allergic to cats. <laughs> I know you are. And I love cats, yeah. but I also like dogs. I like dogs also, but I'm not. I would rather. I'm more of a cat person, yeah. Right, you definitely are a cat person. And what does that say about you? Well, you can go to the horoscope section of YouTube to find out. That's something weird I found this week. You, uh, you sent me that, and I was like, "How did you not know this exists? This has been around for so long." Like, I have. Never ever heard of this in my entire life. They literally have tarot card people for like finance. There's like financial tarot card people on. Like if you want your tarot uh, read for uh, how your stocks are gonna do, that's like a mm-hmm. thing that's on YouTube. So I'm just Where surprised you haven't heard of work? the standard one. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert! It doesn't work. Oh, really? oh, you're saying tarot is not a legitimate uh, way to figure out how your life is going to um, end I up in the future? <laughs> oh, okay. I, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> that's, that's actually definitely what I was saying. <laughs> okay, uh, let's talk about news. Uh, the UK government orders Julian Assange's extradition uh, appeals are, of course, planned. This is shit news. Maybe he should have checked the tarot before he released documentation of the U.S. government uh, committing oh, yeah. war crimes, and then he would have. That's true. He's like, "Oh, my tarot says do not release information about the U.S. committing war mm-hmm. crimes uh, during the Iraq War." Oh, I see. I don't think Julian uh, Julian Assange doesn't really strike me as someone that reads tarot cards <laughs> or horoscope. Well, yeah, they, uh, now he's in jail. Uh, the British, I <laughs> know. <laughs> Proves my point. <laughs> right. The British government on Friday ordered the extradition of WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange to the U.S. Uh, he's facing spying charges. Uh, but that's not the end of the decade-long legal battle sparked by the website's publication of classified U.S. documentation. Like I said, the uh, the WikiLeaks, uh, oh, WikiLeaks itself has challenged the order, and Assange's lawyers have fourteen days fourteen days to uh, appeal it. So there is still there's actually two appeals, as I'm to understand. There's like the main court appeal, but then they can actually go to the EU and uh. A, Appeal it on, on like um, on 
a larger basis, like uh, outside of the UK, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Assange's wife, Stella Assange, said, we are not at the end of this road. We are going to fight this. Julian Assange has battled the British courts uh, for years to avoid being sent to the U.S., uh, where he faces 17 charges of espionage and one charge of computer misuse. Uh, American prosecutors say Australian citizen, uh, the the Australian citizen, helped U.S. Army intelligence agent uh, Chelsea Manning steal classified diplomatic cables and military file files. So that's what obviously he's being uh, charged with, which I think most people don't even know. I bet if you ask like most people in America, they'd be like. Oh, it must have to do with him in the Russians, right? So, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, no. That Russian spy, Julian Assange. Yeah, exactly. Who is being prosecuted by the Trump administration for the things he did. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he was definitely working with the Trumps and the Russians. Definitely. 100% confirmed. (laughs) I mean, mainstream media says so, so it has to be true. Gotta be true, right? Yeah. Yeah. When CNN says it's true, it has to be true. But yeah, uh, if if you ask a lot of people where Julian Assange comes from, do you think a lot of people would say America? Well, considering he's being charged with espionage, which mm-hmm. generally, you if, if you're... <laughs> If you're doing espionage, it's because yeah. you're a citizen of a country that you're doing espionage against. Well, he's mm-hmm. charged with espionage for being uh, for against America, even though he's not American, right? Is that what you're trying to get at? Uh, that is what I was uh, trying to, to, to infer, yes. Right, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, he's Australian, bro. He's not, a, he's not an American citizen. What? I mean, he literally has an accent, so I don't know how anybody could miss that. (laughs) Maybe they thought he was a hillbilly. I don't know. Well, I think most of the world just looks at Australia as a bunch of hillbillies, doesn't it? So, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I love Australia, and I love Australians, but, I mean, when, when you think, you know, I think Australia, like, people think of... Australia more as hillbillies than even Americans, and we're like the most redneck place maybe ever, except for Australia. No, it's Tasmania. Tasmania, that are the hillbillies. You think? Uh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Tasmania. Or... See, when I think of Tasmania, I think of like the native Australians, so I guess, yeah. Oh, yeah. New I don't Zealand, know. then? Maybe? New Zealand. Uh, see, I think of New Zealand as like upper class Australia. New, well, the, th- the problem with saying stupid things about New Zealand, it's because I actually want to visit New Zealand because they don't have snakes. Uh, uh, but stupid Australia does. So, and I, I, I can't visit Australia. I'm too afraid of spiders and, and, uh, and uh, venomous snakes. That's well, why I yeah. live in Norway. Australia is definitely not the place to go, for sure. Uh, no. But Australian Prime Minister Anthony Albanese on Monday rejected calls for, for him to <laughs> p- 
publicly demand the United States to drop prosecution of Julian Assange. The Australian government has been under mounting pressure to intervene since the British government last week ordered Assange's extradition to the U.S. on spying charges. Assange's supporters and lawyers say his actions were prosecuted by U.S. Constitution. Mm -hmm. Albanese, who came into power in elections a month ago, declined whether he had spoken to Joe Biden about this. Um, I'm going to bet no. <laughs> Albanese told reporters, there are some people who think that if you put things in capital letters on Twitter and put up exclamation, exclamation marks, that somehow that makes it more important, and it doesn't. I intend to lead a government that engages diplomatically and appropriately with our partners. So that's that was what he said about this. Um, there were a lot of people yeah. that were kind of going... The the former Australian government was much more right wing, and this new government yeah. is uh, very much more left wing and more yeah. sympathetic to this case. And so people were kind right. of hoping that they would uh, intervene in some way, but they've obviously chose not to. I think I think if they tried to, I think. Uh, America would just say no. Leave this alone. And then what are, is Australia going to do? Well, I think the whole thing here is like he's not a, a he's not an American citizen. <laughs> that is true. Right? So but, uh, Australia could even in the agreement with the UK for the extradition one of the stipulations yeah. was uh possibly sending him to Australia instead of the U.S. because the whole problem with the U.S. is that uh, they tried to... There were plans to literally murder him. <laughs> yeah, that is true. They wanted to assassinate him. Like, their Mike Pompeo is currently um, being sought by a, a Spanish court... Uh, to testify on the fact that the U.S. Yeah. wanted to assassinate him. So um, that is, that is uh, when they do the appeal, probably going to come up because it wasn't allowed to come up in the court case that decided the extradition in the first place. That was barred mm. from the court. They The, the U.S. lawyers um, made, it, made it so that they couldn't even bring that up. And so, uh, yeah. It 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 also goes against the initial uh, court case, uh, which said that uh, you can't. They couldn't send Julian there to the U.S. because uh, of cruel and unusual punishment that that the U.S. does as far as like solitary confinement and that Julian has mental health issues. So, mm. yeah. Uh, let's go to Le France. Uh, Macron is going to lose the parliament majority, uh, and that is not a good news, I'm going to guess, for his party. And it's going to destroy his reform plans. This is kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, especially since, I mean, the, the big story was that, you know, Macron won pretty handily against uh, Le Pen at the... Uh, in yeah. the in the presidential election, but 
uh, Emmanuel Macron on Sunday was set to lose his parliamentary majority after major election yeah. gains by newly formed uh, left-wing alliance and far-right. In a stunning blow to his hopes uh, of reform in the runoff election, uh, oh, the runoff election was decisive for Macron's second term agenda following his re-election on, in April. Uh, his Together Coalition was on course to be the biggest party in the National Assembly, but on on a twenty to two or two hundred to two hundred and sixty seat, well short of the two hundred eighty nine seats he needed for a majority, it's confirmed oh, that the yeah. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, no, that's that's quite uh, down. Right, and it, it, the results will severely tarnish his April presidential election victory, where he defeated. Uh, Le Pen to be the fr first French pre French president to win a second term in over two decades. Uh, the new co coalition uh, under the 70-year-old hard-left figure Jean-Luc Mélenchon was on course mm -hmm. to win 149 to 200 seats, um, but obviously that did not happen. So, mm. Remember when I was like, we were talking about how... Uh, it's good that, um, it, it's good for Le Pen because uh, the left is split into two different camps in France because there's like mm -hmm. the very hard, uh, hard nosed kind of center, which is, you know, center right, center left, which is what Macron mm -hmm. is. But then, because Macron has done such a bad job in the last five years, um, mm -hmm. people have uh, gone farther left, which, this that is what caused this whole split to happen, which is why we, ha there's a center-right, technically, president, and now we have, uh, the French parliament has gone far-right, even though the country itself is probably half socialist so it's mm. very um broken the whole system now is completely fucked yeah and uh, definitely if this uh, this is going to hurt reform and things like that that is not going to help him uh being able to do things in france well nothing's going to get done now but at the same time he right. now has an excuse and can say oh well it wasn't my fault it's the same kind of thing with Biden, Biden's whole thing. Well, I, we have total control of half of the government. We, the president is is a Democrat, and uh, and half of uh, you know the uh, half of the government in America is run by Democrats. But we have Christian Cinema mm -hmm. and Joe Manchin, who are like not really left wing. They're like. They're right. they're uh, center right, just like Macron is, and so you're mm. stuck in this situation where like, no nothing can be done, and then when nothing gets done, they have somebody to blame. Which before everybody was mad at Macron because he didn't have anybody to blame really for the shitty things he was doing, uh, but now he does. So in a way, I'm kind of looking at it going like, okay, now Macron can actually get away with more shitty things and just blame the right. If that makes sense. Mm, oh, oh, it wasn't yeah. my fault, right? It, yeah. it wasn't my issue. It wasn't the thing that I did. It was I was being blocked by these people, and I feel like that's just the exact same thing that's happening right now in America. 
Yeah, because you, because you, uh, it, uh, yeah, definitely. If the election uh, goes like it seems like it's going to go, uh, with uh, the Democratic Party losing all of the Senate. Uh, it's looking that way. I mean, we have to see what happens when it all boils out, but it's looking like, yeah, the House and the Senate will probably be controlled by Republicans, but, you know, yeah. it's not I mean, something that isn't, hasn't been predicted for like a year, so. Right, yeah, uh, it's, uh, that's what I was going to say, we are aware of it, so. At least there's that. Uh, January 6th panel. Uh, that's still going on. Uh, and now they are going to receive some Trump family footage. So, who in the family has recorded what? Uh, Paris Hilton? Oh, uh, no. Um, <laughs> Kim Kardashian. Oh, no. that We're talking about some other kind of recordings. Uh... Yeah, this is kind of one of the bigger things to come out of this whole investigation, but we haven't even seen it yet, so we'll see if it actually right. is big. But British filmmaker Alex Holder on Tuesday complied with a subpoena to turn over uh, a, documentar a documentary footage that he filmed uh, during the final six weeks of Trump's re-election campaign. The footage includes exclusive interviews with Trump, his children... Uh, and his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, as well as Vice President Mike Pence. Uh, it said these videos could give the committee a never-before-seen view of the president and vice president's thoughts and actions before and after the U.S. election. Holder said he mm. will sit for a deposition on Thursday, meaning tomorrow, uh, the date of the scheduled hearing. Um, the footage, which Holder said he did not previously have legal permission to release, will be part of a series of unprecedented scheduled, uh, uh, oh, a part of a series titled Unprecedented, which is scheduled to be re released in three parts this summer on a streaming service as well. So this is, the documentary is going to come out, but first they're going to review it in, in this committee and probably because, you know, this, uh, it's all public. We're going to see parts of this before we it ever gets released to streaming services. So, Interesting. Yeah, I'm obviously what they're saying is there's something in this documentary, something where he was filming Trump in maybe during the January 6th stuff, something was said or you know, if if you put all the stuff together, you could see what happened with the Jan January 6th stuff as far as it uh, pertains to Trump and his family. So, I mean, mm -hmm. the, like we said last week, even the whole purpose of this January 6th thing is to try to tie Trump to January 6th in a way where it's uh, him and people around him working with the gr other groups to not uh, accidentally have this happen, but uh, have a plan there was some kind of plan to attack the Capitol on January 6th, which was uh, planned and what uh, put into action by the Trump uh, organization. That That's w what is trying to be, like, uh, put forward here. I mean, do you think... Mm. 
I don't know if have you seen any any more of this January sixth hearing stuff at all? No, I haven't. No. Do you hear about it in Norway, or is it just like no, not even a? Not really. No. I I find that hilarious because it's like the yeah. thing that everybody in America. But you would think that if it's like the biggest thing in America, that it would be everywhere else. But it's just not being talked about at all there. Yeah. No. Uh, it, it it gets like. Very, very, very few mentions. That's so interesting. Like, yeah. I don't think you realize how interesting... Like, I know people that, like, that's all they're doing during that... Like, when that is on, that, that they're just there watching it. You know what I mean? So, like, mm. there's people here in America that that's, like, their whole... Like, that's their whole life right now. It's kind of... Mm. An, Amber Heard, Johnny Depp trial level of, like, people are just so focused on this, if that makes sense. Right, yeah. I think that kind of got its own life because of other factors as well, but uh, I can see I can see that. Well, I think this also has a life because of other factors. I mean, the Trump Russia stuff doesn't have anything to do with this January sixth stuff, right? But it is inherently connected in a way, if that you know, if that makes sense. Mm. So, uh, Bill Clinton did something funny. Uh, he <laughs> said in an interview that uh, he sent a team to Area 51 to make sure there was no aliens there. That's kind of funny. Uh, he revealed this week um, his national security advisor, uh, that he told his national security advisor to inspect Area 51 in Nevada for aliens when he was serving as president during an appearance on James Corden's Late Late Show. Uh, that aired on Thursday, Clinton said that he that his former chief of staff John Podesta, hmm, heard that name before, uh, loved mm. science fiction and made every attempt to find out uh, everything about Roswell. We also sent people to Area Fifty One to make sure there were no aliens. He said, uh, Corden questioned uh, him on the once top secret military base. Clinton joked, "Oh, if I told you that." Uh, dot 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 before revealing that he sent his security advisor Sandy Berger uh, who died uh, of cancer in 2015 he said uh, we got to find out how we're going to deal with this because that that's where we do a lot of our invisibility research in terms of technology like how do we fly airplanes that are picked up by radar he said mm. Does this just, to me, this reveals that, like, the president is such a token, like, they don't really know what the fuck is going on. Like, and they, yeah, seeing how yeah. Biden deals with everything right now, it's clear that he has no fucking clue what's happening with anything. Uh, yeah, no, I could not agree more. And Clinton, it seems, it was the same way. So has, how long has the president just not known what the fuck is going on and is, you know what I'm saying? Probably before we were even alive. Probably, sadly. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, it seems like uh, more and more, it seems like uh, uh, the president is more or less a puppet. It doesn't really... I mean... It does have power, don't get me wrong, but, uh, but it seems like it's, uh, they don't really know what's going on. Yeah, I, well, 
I mean, Dick Cheney was literally the actual president when George W. Bush was... Like, we all know that. That would, That's not, like, a hidden secret at all. There's literally documentaries made about it. So, uh, but how much of that level of, like, that George W. Bush not actually knowing what the fuck was going on at all to the point where when 9-11 happened, he's just sitting there with some kids being like, uh, should I get up and... Or do I just keep reading, uh, Hello Moon? I don't know mm. what to do. Like, that's what our president is. You know what I mean? Like, that's... Now, when yeah. I look at any president, I realize that moment of George W. Bush sitting there reading to those kids during 9-11 being like, I don't have a clue what to do. Like, that's that's the president to me. Uh, whether it was after that Barack Obama or any, anything uh, in between that, like... Did, how much did Trump really know what was going on? You know, you know, you see what I'm saying? Like, right? Uh, it's but just look, a weird, look, weird thing. Your 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 presidents are so clumsy and stupid that they don't even know how to ride a bike. So there is that. Well, Biden did fall off a bike <laughs> this week. Um, it is so funny. I've seen that clip so many times. It's, I mean, it's not that funny. I, I mean, it's just weird that, why were all these, like, reporters hanging out at the end of a bike lane, getting ready? You, you know, see, like, he was going on a bike ride, but it's clear, like, this bike ride was set up for a photo op. Not necessarily, yes. like, I was just on a bike ride, right? And then, right, yeah, yeah. even in that moment, when it's, like, very uh, <laughs> set up to be... Uh, very easy to pull off and not screw up. Biden managed to screw that that up. Like, how, this guy cannot... He's the gaff master. You know what I mean? He is he is the yeah. king of all gaffes. <laughs> I mean, when Bush did it, uh, he had to go to the hospital, didn't he? Because it almost killed him, didn't it? Because it, he ran into a tree, didn't he? Did he? I, I remember multiple presidents. Uh, Bush, okay, I'm saying 2004, Bush fell off his mountain bike while competing a 17-mile course in Texas. The bike screech. Uh, yeah, maybe the moral of the story is this. Keep bicycles away from American presidents. Yeah, we were talking about this uh, <laughs> last weekend, and I was like, there is something about, like, U.S. presidents yeah. riding bikes that, like, yeah, it's like a thing. Because I remember Obama riding bikes and, like, getting interviewed after being on a, uh, on a bike ride and things. Um, I wonder where it comes from, whether it's, like, some... Right. Whether Teddy Roosevelt, when the bikes were first, like, becoming something people wanted to ride, he's like, I'm going to show off my bicycle, you know what I mean? And so ever since then, it's become like some kind of weird tradition that we don't even remember where it came from or why, but it just is a thing uh, now. Yeah, I wonder if that's, you know, I don't know. If anybody knows, let us know. That and don't ride in cars in Dallas. Well, I mean, that goes without saying, I think. <laughs> Don't go to musical. No, don't go to theaters with a top hat. Uh, he, well, yeah. I mean, 
a lot of other people have, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to touch it. Uh, remember when Obama was on Mars? I do remember that. Remember when we covered that conspiracy theory about the guy who I was a time traveler, but he went to Mars on a secret mission and met, uh, Obama? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, maybe he put a rock Obama put this rock up on Mars and balanced it <laughs> and balanced it on this other rock. Is that possible? Uh-huh. Of, of course. Uh, because NASA's Perseverance Mars rover has been at hard work snapping pictures of oddities it found on the surface of the red planet. Its findings are sending alien conspiracy theorists into a frenzy. Uh, it has been ex- exploring the Gen- Jezro crater area. Uh, uh, the internet oh sorry a rock about the size of a bowling ball according to Yahoo News was found in the Hogwallow Flats an area that sounds like it was plucked straight from a Harry Potter book Uh, (laughs) this find was posted on social media pages on June 16th along with additional photos of the area Um, and you can see that there's like this there's like a rock just kind of like sitting mm. like it's a big rock. So it's the, huge. It, clearly like the wind couldn't pick it up and put it there, right? Oh, definitely not. Um so the question is how did it get there? Uh one Facebook yeah, user pegged the rock as a possible possible Martian basketball. So Yeah, I could see that. It's just kind of like how, yeah, how did that, how did that happen? But then, I mean, if you look down, there's a, one person here who's points out like uh, some geological balancing rocks in uh, North Dakota, and it's like, yeah, the this happens even here in, on Earth, so it's not mm. like that <laughs> crazy that uh, this could happen. Possibly due to erosion, like maybe around it was eroded, like this was part of the bigger rock initially, and then erosion happened and caused this smaller rock to end up. Does that make sense? It looks strange, though. It it does look weird, especially since the the bigger rock looks so intact and solid, and then the smaller rock is just sitting there. Yeah. I mean, are there yeah. tornadoes on Mars? I don't. I don't. To be honest, look, I'm not a very Mars expert. So I, I don't I'm know. Sorry. I don't know anything about the climate of Mars, other than the things I saw on that <laughs> that movie about the guy who went to live on Mars. What was that called? Uh, the Martian. The Martian, right? That's the yeah. my, that's my extent of Mars weather uh, analysis. So, I'm I'm very happy. Then then we are uh, approximately on the same. Because I know absolutely nothing. (laughs) I'm very bad at space in general. I guess my point is, like, if there's tornadoes on Mars or, like, hurricanes, it could lift up that rock and put it on the other rock. But, like, a regular wind storm, I don't see doing it. But, uh, you know, a hurricane or a tornado can pick up a fucking house and throw it around, so... And uh, could the rock Dwayne Johnson uh, did it? Maybe that's... Maybe. He was there with Obama 
in the past with that <laughs> with that time traveler, and they were all playing Mars basketball <coughs> with Shaq mm-hmm. because Shaq is just everywhere, so he was obviously going to be there. Of course. Um, yes. And they and left their basketball because they needed to go get some Sunny D instead of the purple stuff. They were like, went into their Mars bunker and was like, hey, mom, <laughs> hey, mom, what we got to drink? Oh, we got purple stuff. We got some some soda. Oh, it was Sunny D. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Welcome to Funny Conspiracy Theories with Fro and Luke. <laughs> What? That's not a conspiracy. What are you saying? In it's a conspiracy that Obama, Shaq, <laughs> Obama, and Shaq, uh, and, the and the Rock were hanging out on Mars in the future, uh, playing basketball and drinking Sunny D. That's not a conspiracy. Yeah. That's just that's just facts. facts? Yeah, this okay. is facts. So, for people that don't know, what is Narcan? Uh, Narcan, uh, it's it's used for when people overdose on like heroin. So if if yeah. your body is so uh, filled with opioids that you're overdosing, Narcan will like basically instantly uh, dilute uh, your bloodstream so that that it uh, uh, neutralizes the opioids. Yeah. So, how has it uh, maybe saved a police officer? Uh, right. We talked last week at the end of the show about f- fentanyl and police officers. We've literally talked about fentanyl and police officers mo- many times here. I think we even broke... St- like one, I remember talking about like our f- most interesting moments we ever had on the show. And one of mm-hmm. them was us breaking the news that uh, in, in one case that this police uh, department uh, was faking uh, overdoses of fentanyl. And we, we, we broke that news here on, on the podcast before any literally any news organization did. Well, now in Kansas City, a police department is opening up about a medical emergency possible possibly due to fentanyl exposure, Dallas officer Thompson uh, dropped to his dropped to the ground as his team used five rounds of Narcan before emergency workers transported him to the hospital. Let me point something out to you, Fro. What, if, if he had fentanyl or opioid exposure, one Narcan would work. Okay. So the fact that they did five means he didn't have any opioids in his system. Does that make sense? And that they were just mm-hmm. doing something for no reason. Uh, let's watch the video up there, uh, and then we'll talk about t- about it uh, afterwards. It's geo-locked. It's geo-locked. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, uh, we have a backup video, so go. we'll go to the pod links, find the backup video. Okay, you got, got the backup? Yep. All right, so give me a countdown whenever you're ready. In three, two, one, play. Hey, 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 get your, get your, get your, get your Rough. It's, it's not easy to watch. He had fentanyl. He had fentanyl. Dallas. You know the outcome. Narcan, Narcan, Narcan. I got some right here. Dallas, we got you, we got you. I got it. You know, it's like watching a movie that you've already seen. A movie, yeah. <laughs> 
you know how it's going to resolve, but it's still, a... it's still difficult to watch. <laughs> that cop. Okay, we can stop there. There's the, there's the video that they released uh, to hmm. a local news station about okay. the, uh, you know from the police officer's perspective obviously those were body cam videos um mm -hmm. the police officer claimed to be overdosing from fentanyl by touch um obviously that's not a thing that can happen which we've discussed on yeah, the show many times <laughs> it is quite impossible so the question is why this isn't just a single Incident. This isn't like a localized thing to Kansas City or anything. Like we've seen it all over the country. We've seen it um, only in America, though. American yeah. police, for some reason, there is like an underlying conspiracy theory about fentanyl that it can kill you if you even go near it. Right? Yeah. Um, why is that? That's the question. That's yeah. Even after all the evidence that we've presented that shows that that can't happen, uh, it, it these people still believe it. These are people. Let me remind you, people. These are people with power over you and guns, and they believe in this crazy conspiracy theory that is causing them to have panic attacks. Possibly, like that's my guess is yeah. that what we're witnessing in this video is a police officer having a panic attack. I mean, what they're saying is he's having it, trouble it breathing. Like a and yeah, that it he looks like a panic attack. Right. And they're giving him Narcan, which by the way costs a lot of money and guess who pays for that? Taxpayer dollars pays for Narcan right. for police officers. Um I guess the question I have is like should the people who are this prone to panic attacks from a powder that literally if you did any research could you would know can't cause you to die, should they have a should they be walking around with guns and power over you? Yes. Okay. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Just making sure that that's also yeah. how it works in Norway, so... Yeah, 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 definitely. Oh, no. Oh, in Norway? No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, is there something in Norway where cops... Is there, like, a similar thing in Norway to this where cops... No. Like, no. have a conspiracy theory about, like, uh... You know what I'm... There's... Dermus. I hate using the word snowflakes, but this is very snowflake behavior, to be honest. <laughs> I hate that word with a passion. But, I mean, if there's any time where it it deserves to be used, it's yeah, yeah, probably here. Yeah. I do agree with that. And I also hate it. I think it's the dumbest thing to call people, but, like... So you're a police officer. You get paid to be the tough guy, so... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's just stupid. Just silly, silly, silly It's stuff. scary, to be honest, to me, that these are the people who are, you know, they're also the people who were supposed to, like, save all those kids uh, in that school a few weeks ago, you know, the police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, look, who's your favorite conservative person? Definitely not any police officer, which probably a lot of them are conservatives. Um... Mm. That's true. Politician-wise, maybe. My favorite conservative person? I don't even... I can't think of one right now, I guess. Hmm. I mean, what's to... conservative anymore? To Like, 
Yeah, that's true. Super crazy white right wing, uh, Trump, like level conservative is like I don't like any of those people. I mean, that's. I'm not a huge fan of Joe Rogan anymore, but is he conservative? I, you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if uh, uh, what's her name, Lauren, something, Lawrence, Lauren Southern. Southern. Oh, is that gun? Is that Gun Girl? Yeah, Gun Girl. I like her. I I I don't like her, but sure. <laughs> Lauren, I th- I think that's her name, Lauren Saunders. I think that's her name. Sure. Uh, but uh, Trump is going to tell the truth, uh, according to him, that conservatives are full of bullshit. Hello, this is Trump. Where Trump tells the truth. Again, I must say something nice about conservatives: that they're good to f- make up new names on things like. After 9-11, when they didn't like that the French are criticizing them, they said that French fries now should be called freedom fries. Yeah, that's some logic. Not for anybody. Funny thing is that the French government at that time was not a lefty government. It was a right-wing government. The left-wing government in Denmark or in Britain, they supported Bush. But again, they make up new names. They make up new names on Social Security. They call it Obamacare, or like the healthcare plan was Obamacare. Like, if you just call it a little sissy bullshit, like soft things, maybe it doesn't look so appealing. Now they do something else. They are not like unions. So they're making bills called the right to work. Yeah, the right to work, because unions usually fight against people's right to work. No, they fight the right the right of workers to get fair pay and not work themselves to death. Because that's what the conservatives really want. They don't want ask people don't want people to ask questions. They want to work themselves to death. And they want they need to earn nothing at all. Conservatives are very good to to say the slaves, most of society really is, that they can be the master. But they will never be. Because the only master is the people who owns everything. And the conservatives always look out for the richest of society. I never seen tax cuts benefit anyone else than the people on the top. Never, never. If tax cuts benefits me or the normal worker who work eight and nine hours each day, I would have a better life than I have today. I have a better life today, not because they were, I was working over time, three, four, more than I should. I am wealthy and good today because we have strong unions and I have a strong union in my back. Rich people, CEOs, will never give you fucking anything. The right to work bill is just a name calling or something bullshit. They don't like unions because they don't like people standing up against them. They don't like black people to vote. They like like women, and they don't like gay people. That's the fucking truth. It's always been, and it always will be. They can always call it bullshit like moral majority or Christian family fucking values or everything like this. But they don't. They need something also to distract things from reality. Now we have school shootings. Kids getting shot. No, they don't talk about that. They don't at all. Environment, 
is in tragic state. No, they don't talk about that. They, what they are talking about are like, young people should not see drag queens, or the right to work fucking bullshit bill. Conservatives are always full of shit. They're getting more and more full of shit. In Poland and Hungary, they need laws straight down on the opposition. Because they don't like people to, to vote or things like that, but only when they're voting for them. So they need laws to cut away all the things that they don't like. Conservatives are getting more and more fucking fascist. They're also doing that in the United States. They make laws to ban people from getting fair elections because they know they were losing them. If you're going to have an uprising, it's not from uprising from the right. It's an uprising from the center to the left. Because you are about to losing your rights. Not only in the United States, but all over Europe. This was Tron, but Tron tells the truth. That was uh, Tron telling the truth. Thank you, Tron. Thank you, Tron. Uh, yeah, conservatives are full of bull... Well, so are peop people in the center are also full of bullshit, so, yeah. Well... A lot of Democrats are full of bullshit as well, so... So everybody's just full of bullshit. Yes. Right. And that's, I, and uh, that's, the, that's the main problem, if you ask me. Uh, hey, you've seen some TV. Let's start with you. Sure. Um. Jeez, there was a bit of TV that... Ha Did you see Players on Paramount Plus? No. It's a mockumentary TV show, like we've said in the past... They don't need to keep making these, but this is about. Uh, you, Maybe that's why I didn't watch it. <laughs> you, I think you sh you might want to check it out just because it's about um it's a mockumentary comedy kind of um sitcom esque thing, but it's kind of okay. making fun of like Phase Clan. So it's about like ga gamers who like got together to form like you know a gaming group but they call it what do they call it in this uh it starts with an f even so like they're definitely like making fun of phase clan in this it's all like a big joke on that but at the same time it's very boomer in the way where it's like what you can make money playing video games that's so funny <laughs> yeah you're just playing a silly game i can't make money playing checkers is that kind of boomer mentality you know what i'm saying but at the same time, it's interesting because you can see how they see this generation of people. Like, how do you think, like, a 70-year-old thinks about somebody who plays World of Warcraft but is, like, a multimillionaire? Does that, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's an interesting, weird way to look at the world. Um, and so in that way, it's interesting. The mockumentary style of it is so dated and needs to just be deleted that format needs to be deleted from all <laughs> consciousness of human uh the production of uh content i guess um other than Maybe that you do something interesting with it that's okay it can work right yeah like uh what we do in the shadows is kind of it like it came in yeah. but it was like part of the initial wave of those shows that like were original at the time right where true, it, it like true. was part of that where like doing it now and like bringing back that mockumentary sitcom now feels mm -hmm. dated but when you see it as a show that like 
like if Modern Family came back, it could still work. But like trying to create a new one to me doesn't work. I don't know if that makes sense. Definitely. Uh, I saw a Vice show called The True Believers. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, I should yeah. give it a score. I'll probably give it like a four. I think you should okay. just check it out just because it's weird. Like, why did they make the show? Okay. Okay, cool. I'll do that. Uh, yeah, a Vice show uh, uh, called True Believers. Uh, following people that uh, have come out of a cult of some kind. Okay. Uh, uh, like talking about like or why they believed what they believed and things like that. Interesting enough, uh, a little uh, more interesting for me that likes kind of like weird religions and things like that. Uh, they also have like some people that are, are very like positive to the to it. So it's kind of like it's it's showing it in a bad. Uh, light, but they are allowing people to talk about it. Uh, interesting enough, but it's not super good, so I'm going to give it a 5.5. Yeah, Vice is super hit or miss. I mean, they've always kind of been super hit or miss, yeah. but uh, I definitely don't... Like, when I see something coming from Vice, I, I'm not like, oh, I definitely need to see that. Uh, right. Where I think... It used to kind of be like that. Oh, Vice put something out? Like, it used to have that yeah. stigma. Now it's definitely not that way anymore. Uh, kind of like Netflix, um, which they put out Web of Lies. Did you see Web of Lies? What What is the full title? Web of Lies, Death, Lies, and the Internet. Um, I did see this. It's a... Uh, are you afraid of the Internet? Well, we're going to scare you more. <laughs> it's This is even more boomer than the last show I was talking it, it, about. It felt, it felt extremely boomer. And it I felt, felt my like it had some kind of yeah. weird Christian angle to Agenda. it also. Yeah. yeah, didn't you feel that? I don't know what it was. Because they never mentioned like God or Jesus, but it had like a weird Christian slant to it, right? It felt very like made up, uh, like uh, what, what was it? I said to my dad, uh, uh, it felt it had a little like Mormon vibes. I called it. Yeah, yeah. There you go. It could, yeah. <laughs> well, the Mormons, like speaking of which, are getting like. It seems like every documentary lately that's like a relig anti-religious documentary is about it, the Mormons. It's like Mormon. yeah, the yeah. new uh, Scientology is Mormonism. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty wild. Yes. But that has nothing to do with Web of Lies. This is a documentary that each episode covers a different like weird internet um, crime that happened, yeah. right? Um, and it's it seems like the whole point of the show is just to make you afraid of the internet. Like this is just. Mm -hmm anti-internet propaganda in a way it's really weird it, it's kind of like uh i think that what that's what makes it kind of feel very christian is that it it feels like a documentary about anti like hair metal bands in the 80s except about the internet <laughs> right <laughs> yeah uh hey look do we need another cooking show well, there's a lot of them, so probably not. No. Well, well what kind? Sure? Is it a cooking competition show, or is it like it is Julia Child? Show. Like, no, okay. it's a cooking competition show called 
Iron Chef Quest for Iron oh. Mention. Yeah, I saw that this came. I did not watch this. I saw. I even saw that this was out and didn't watch it. <laughs> you don't have to. Okay. Yeah. It is like any other fucking cooking show. Well, it's Iron Chef, uh, right? What's the difference between yeah. this Iron Chef and every other uh, version of Iron Chef that has existed? Nothing. Oh. Absolutely nothing. Well, the meme will always still stand, you know. Potatoes! You know, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's in it. He, yeah, I saw that he was in it. Like, that's... Yeah. I mean, the only reason that this matters at all is because of that guy, because of the meme. Like, But I, I'll give it a four. It's watchable. Oh, I gave True Believers a 5.5. Yeah, I did say that, yeah. Oh, did we give Web of Lies a score? Uh, a 5. A 5? Okay. I'd probably go a 3. It felt very like a cheap, crappy docuseries. Yeah, when when I think about it, 4. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Iron Chef, I would give it 4 as well. Oh, so it's on the same level as that, or no? Yeah, yeah it's okay. Not good. It's not it's good. Not, it's like I never really liked original Iron Chef, so I'm not gonna take the time to watch this. Uh, yeah. God's favorite idiot, which you watched last week. Uh, I, I started did. watching this week. Uh, yeah, it was fun. I I liked it. Um, yeah, isn't that strange? It's just a little predictable, I guess. But at the it, same time, maybe if yes. I get to the end, the predictability... Maybe it's all going to switch back on me where, like, they're being predictable on purpose to kind of, uh, red as a red herring. And you're going to be like, oh, the guy in the sauna is not actually God. Even though it's very clearly right. that that's God. And that, uh, what's his name, Tom, is clearly working for the devil... You know, uh, but maybe in the end he's not working for the devil. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Um, like they could switch it up pretty easily, kind of how the Good Place did. Like it, this, this show gives me Good Place vibes, doesn't it? Yeah, I can see that. I enjoyed it. I, I mean, who is the M- Melissa uh, uh, McCarthy? McCarthy? Right. Yeah. She's fine in it. Um, she's totally okay. Everybody else is kind of a side character, and um, they treat them like side characters. I yeah, uh, which makes it feel a little awkward because they should be just as much main characters as she is in in this show, seemingly. But um, I don't know. I, I've only watched what four, maybe five episodes. Or so? I don't remember. But uh, yeah, I've enjoyed it so far. I'll give it yeah. a. What, what should I give this? I guess I gotta give it, like, a 6.5. I wasn't expecting to go in enjoying it, but, uh... It, I watched That's two episodes... Nice. I watched two episodes, yeah. like, we usually do at least watch two episodes, and then I was like, I wanna watch another one. So, you know, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I told you. It's surprisingly good. <laughs> I, I think the Good Place vibes definitely are there, and I loved that show, yeah. so, yeah. Uh, talking about surprisingly good, uh, Dark Winds. Uh, this is something you oh, yeah. recommended to me last week. Uh, very, very good, uh, good show. It's about this tribal uh, policeman uh, 
called Joe that must solve a, a series of crimes and he's a new deputy Jim and how they are working together. It's very good. Uh, I will watch two episodes. I will give it an eight. Yeah, I need to watch the second episode. I haven't seen it yet. Um, well, obviously it didn't come out last week, so... Uh... I, I'm. This is one of those shows that I'm putting on my you know weekly watch list because it's just mm-hmm. so well acted and so well shot and the storyline, while it's slow, it's really good. Yeah. Uh, Dead End Paranormal Park. Did Did you watch this? Yes. Cartoon. Um. On Netflix. Yeah, it's a it's a cartoon for kids, obviously. Um, but it reminds I me had, of something. I had so much fun with this. What, is it done by somebody? Like, is there something else that another cartoon that this is very similar to, like stylistically? That I, because I'm I, I was watching it. And I'm like, man, the animation and the voices all sound very. They're like they're bringing back another. They're like they're reminiscent of some other cartoon if that makes sense okay but i can't put my finger on okay i was hoping you could put put my finger on it for me uh no yeah no it's it's good it it's kind of a uh not a horror but you know it's got horror elements in like a children's cartoon right yeah um about uh two friends who end up uh accidentally, what, releasing a demon-type creature? <laughs> yeah. Right. Very accidental as well, yeah. And so they have to figure out how to control this demon creature because it wants to, not infect, but uh, possess different things. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it's just a... Uh, it's not terribly amazing. Like it's not not uh, terribly amazing. So I guess I'll give it a this. I'll give a five. Oh, I would give it a six point five actually. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I I just thought it was uh, it was fine. I like after watching two episodes, I w- I'm not going to go out of my way to watch more or anything. So cool. Uh, what should we do next? I mean, I I kind of want to save the best for last because holy fuck it was good uh the old man holy fucking good i loved it oh you want to save that for last yeah i don't have anything you don't have anything else okay because i have a few other things so uh, oh i do yeah i have the lazarus project sorry okay uh uh sorry i didn't have it on my list uh, yeah, it's about this uh, top secret organization that is uh, 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 dedicated to preventing this max uh, extension thing, and uh, they have a time machine. I think you will love this look. Uh, I liked it. Okay. Uh, I, uh, it's uh, a British thing. Uh, it has eight episodes. Uh, I gave it an eight, actually. I've definitely heard the name. Uh... I wonder if I've seen, like, a commercial or something for it or not. Uh, 
I saw the summer I turned pretty. Uh, this was on Netflix as well. Uh, this is a show. It's definitely a uh, a yaw show. It's about a girl who yeah. like goes on vacation with her family. This is the only people that could possibly relate to the show are like insanely rich uh, people who are somewhere in between the ages of twelve and twenty one. Like it's a very limited okay. scope of people who would enjoy the show because if you're like in any way needing of money, you're going to be like, look at this rich, annoying uh, douchebag uh, about them, like anybody <laughs> in the whole show. Because it's like, oh, my life's so hard as a pretty girl in the Hamptons during summer and I have two guys fighting over me. Oh, it's so hard. It's that show, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, mm. Oh, I'm. It's like the going through puberty. She's getting, uh, she's getting boobs for the first time, and she's known these people. Like she's gone to this summer uh, resort like her whole life, and now she's growing up. That's obviously why it's called the summer I turned pretty. Um, I can see people who would like this, but it's so vapid and annoying to me. I'll give it a, a three. Three point five. Then I don't. I, yeah. Then I don't have anything else. Okay. I don't recommend you watch this, and I also don't recommend you watch The Lake, which is basically the same show. Um, <laughs> Sounds amazing. This was on Amazon uh, Prime. Um, okay. It's about. Oh, this actually has Julia Stiles in it. Believe it or not, oh. I don't know if you've. I've seen her in I anything in forever. Yeah, ages. It's about it's about a dad who uh he he kind of is not estranged, but him and his daughter, who is still very young, she's like a teenager. Mm. uh, They go on vacation to a lake house, so like very similar to uh, the summer I turned pretty. But he's he's gay, uh, so he had a daughter before he realized he was gay, and so he went off to do, like, kind of have his uh, new life, and his daughter was kind of left behind, but he ends up, like, reconnecting with her at this lake house, but she's also, go you know, going through the part of her life where she wants to meet boys, and she wants to, like, do this, but they're at, you know, they're on this lake house. This is more of a comedy, uh, though, than... Um, Doesn't sound funny, though. Than the summer I turned pretty. It's funnier than the summer I turned pretty. I, I, this I probably actually give a four point five. So it's okay. better than the other one, but only because of the comedy bits. Um, it's badly acted. Not great. Not great as far as storyline wise goes. It feels kind of like a shitty family movie. So yeah. Um, let's see. We have. Do I have anything else? Oh, the man who. The Man Who Fell to Earth, I saw this week. Why? Why did you see this? I, I think it was in my top that. five things I wanted to see this year. That's why I saw it. Oh. <laughs> right. Uh, so I wanted yeah. to see it, and I remember it being... Initially, when I saw that it was coming out, they had said it was going to be released on, I don't know, Paramount or Amazon or something. I think it was Paramount Plus, which I have, and then it got bought up 
by Showtime, which I think I remember us talking about at the t- uh, yeah, like it got the show got like really moved around here and there, but uh, there was a preview this week on Amazon that you could watch it for free and not have Showtime. So I ended up watching oh. the show. Uh, it's so badly. I mean, it's not. T- I, I I thought it was not good, but at the same time, it engaged me. I I, w- I enjoyed watching it. Why do you? Why did you think it was so bad? I don't remember. Uh, because I I thought uh, the material it's based on is so much better, and also I'm I'm a little bit tired of this uh, thing because it's been filmed three hundred and sixty five thousand times before. Sure. Okay. See, I have no reference to like the original material in any way whatsoever. So to me, it was just like a brand new thing. Um, oh, you you not seen the original movie? I don't know. Well, maybe, oh. but I don't remember it. So in that way, it's new to me. Uh, it just it it felt like uh, you know a decent sci-fi show that mm. in in certain parts had you know very allegorical uh, Christian God kind of. Uh, tones to it in the sense that like the guy who he's supposed to be following is supposed to be like the devil and then there's like the good side and the dark side right and it's uh it it's about a guy who is an or an alien who comes down and becomes a man uh and he has to go through life on earth trying to fulfill a mission that well at least in the show it seems like uh, is to save humanity. Um, yeah, it's it's it's. I thought it was decent. I would give it a seven. So, oh, I don't remember what you gave to it, but I I had fun with it. Uh, four. I thought the acting was good. Okay. I thought the cinematography wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible, uh, and the storyline's uh-huh. interesting. So. Okay, can we talk about the best show of this week? Okay. The Old Man. I thought it was the best show of the week, definitely. Uh, it's actually one of my favorite shows this year. I fucking love this. Well, I mean, uh, you can't go wrong with the actors and everybody. Like, you got John Lithgow there. Uh, yeah. You have the dude. Why can I not remember his name? Uh, Bob Bridges. Yeah, it mm-hmm. just everything in this, all the... Cinematography is really good. All the acting is really good. But what's it about, from? Yeah, it is about this guy uh, that goes. <laughs> I love the opening scene, by the way. Uh, uh, that is uh, a former, uh, what we find out, agent uh, for uh, FBI or secret agent or whatever uh, that has uh, a past, and uh, all of a sudden he has to kill. Uh, a guy uh, that has come after him, uh, and uh, yeah, he's being threatened by the organization to uh, uh, to lay it down. Uh, and uh, by the government, when, it seems like. I mean, yeah. it is a government organization, but yeah, the government, like the American government, is coming after him. Yeah, right. And when he doesn't want to do that, well. Things happened. Yeah, the ending of episode one 
was the part that Holy like fuck. really hook, hooked me. Episode two was not as action packed no. as episode no, one. Where by the end of episode two, I was I wasn't as um, excited to watch more as I was at, when I was finished with with the first episode. I was like, oh my god, yeah. this is going to be amazing. Uh, at right. the second episode, definitely had a lot more slow build and stuff, but it did have cool parts. As far as like, yeah, we meet this love interest character. Um, played, I want to, I wanted to say Andy McDowell, but it's played by some somebody you've you've seen before, and she. Uh, it seems uh, like this this whole dynamic is going to be a real center central part of the of the story, which like in episode one, there was none of that. Like that wasn't mm -hmm. part. So I feel like, uh, the difference between episode one and two, there's a lot of like, um, disparity between how I feel about the quality. So I got to give this, uh, I still, I'm still going to give it a 6.5. Oh, really? You're that low. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm actually at the 8.5. Uh, I really, really dig this. I, I, I probably would have given it at an 8 if I just saw episode 1, but since episode, yeah. since I watched episode 2, and it didn't, it just didn't have the same punch that episode 1 had, but what were you going to say? Yeah, no, I, I, I love that they're kind of slow building it. Uh, something. I, I mean, he he kind of goes underground in the second episode, and of course that isn't as exciting as the first episode. But uh, yeah, no, I I really uh, thought it was very interesting. I I thought the acting was amazing. I uh, I can see that this is going to become one of my favorite shows. I can't wait to see more. Uh, yeah, I, I've been watching, uh, have, have you seen any more of, uh, or have you watched any of, uh, God, what's it, The Blind Lady Show, that I can't remember the name no, of yet? No, oh. not, not this year. Yeah, you, you need to watch more of that, that, that show's still really, really good. Yeah. Alright, that was what TV. What we do in the shadows, I wanted to say, but it's not called that. No, uh. In the dark. There you go. In the dark. But what we do it's in the shadows would actually work as a title for that yeah. show, wouldn't it? <laughs> Completely work it for that. Would. Because it's about a blind lady. Uh, yeah. The last thing we saw was the finale, the final, the ending, the series finale, the very end of the show, series ending of Killing It. Yeah, I'm going to say it now. I don't know if I said it when we were watching this. I'm disappointed. I'm going to be 110% honest with you and say that I was extremely disappointed in, in the series finale. Uh, episode 10 called The Storm. With the python hunt ending and a hurricane on the way, Craig begins to question everything, uh, obviously, that's going on in the show. Um, yeah, it, I, I, th I even... I think the episode was good. Like, the episode itself was funny, mm -hmm. and it made me laugh, and there were good jokes. I think the thing that was disappointing, and I don't know if this is what you were talking about, but 
the very final five minutes was the only thing that really. Yep. yep. Okay. Well, I think we can spoilers, but go ahead and tell everybody what happened at the end. Well, I, I kind of don't want to do that, but. Uh, uh, that's kind of what that? we do in this segment, so. Okay. Well, it, it, like, it, it, it ends very anticlimactic. That's what I meant by it. It, it seems like we've been driving around for, like, this uh, guy to catch his snakes and get his family together. And in this episode, he gets to know that uh, his wife is leaving her, her him, uh, or, or girlfriend, or whatever. And going to Florida. I think it's his ex-wife. Uh, yeah. Yes, and it's just like it. It felt very like uh, anticlimactic. With with the story so far is like him being very like uh, worried about like catching his family, and it ends with him like phoning his friends that uh, got him in trouble and capturing the snake that they fed the human being with. And I, that's kind of like, yeah, I didn't like, I, yeah, no, me not like. It seems like he ended up being blackpilled, uh, to use internet terminology. It, like, he was full-on blackpilled at the end of this. Like, he yeah. gave up on his friend, like, uh, uh, what's her name? The Australian lady in this, she, he just totally, Jillian, left her out to dry, and then he screwed over his other friend who I guess in in the show when you think about it that guy kind of deserved it he was a jerk um sure but like I guess the moral of the story of this was like he ended up just being totally blackpilled which I don't think is a mm. great moral of the story but that's how it ended up yeah like I I don't know what I can say I'm I'm I I'm I'm it, it it was a good show. Don't get me wrong. I I still like the show, but I, I'm not sure I would recommend anyone watching it because uh, off the ending. Because yeah, you invested all this time and you expect like. And the other thing is, it didn't feel like it's set up for a season two, either. Like if no. if this ending didn't give us like a total satisfactory ending, but set up for like gave us a cliffhanger or something that was, yeah. but this didn't do any of that. It just like no. ended <laughs> and with no re like no real reason or explanation. Yeah. You know, so uh, all in all, I will give this show a 7.5. I'll give it a seven. The ending really did. Yeah. Did hurt it. But I think the lady who played Jillian, I want to see her yeah, she, in more she's things. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I want to, like, if there's one she's good takeaway from this show, it's that, that she is a great comedy actress and she needs to be in more TV shows for sure. Should not agree more. Next week, we're doing a new show. Yes, because, like we said, it was the series finale. So, what are we doing next week? Uh, something called The Bear. On mm -hmm. I want it's on FX. Okay, so if you have Hulu, if you don't have cable and you have Hulu, uh, it will be on there because FX and Hulu have like a deal together. So, um, okay, it, it says a young chef from a fine dining world comes home 
to Chicago to run his family's sandwich shop after a heartbreak, heartbreaking death in his family, uh, a world away from what he what he's used to. Car Carmi must balance the soul-crushing realities of a small business ownership, his strong-willed and reluctant kitchen staff, and his stra strained fam familial relationship, all while grappling with the impact of his brother's suicide. As Carmi fights to transform both the shop and himself, he works alongside the rough around the edges kitchen crew that ultimately reveals itself as his as his family. Um this is Jeremy Allen White in it. It has Matt have you ever seen Maddie Matheson? Like YouTube cook? I don't think I have no. You've never seen oh, well, I'm gonna write that down for the Jeremy round. He's like a he used to be like a crackhead. Like he's a reformed drug addict who like turned to food and like got a YouTube channel and like he became like uh he's not like a trained chef or anything but he does a cooking show. It's kind of, he's it's you just have to see it. I think you'd really like him as a per, uh, like as a YouTuber. So uh okay. But yeah, the show from the trailer looks interesting, but at the same time, I feel like it's one that there's a possibility that we could do, this could be a two episodes kind of show. It's hard to tell from it's, what I've seen. It's very hard to tell. Uh, my expectations are very low. Uh, I, I've seen the trailer again. I, I, I think it's a good trailer. It's just a little, um, yeah, I, I don't know. We will see. <laughs> I think the act, at least the acting is going to be good, and the cinematography from the trailer looks decent. Yeah. It's just whether the story is going to be engaging enough for us to like want to talk about it every week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And most definitely. <sighs> All right, you want to talk about Vince, Vincey Vince? Uh, no, not really, because fucking hell, what a tremendous asshole is and what is happening because I, I, I he came on Smackdown did you hear this after the allegations came out with him him being misconducting himself he was on on, on Smackdown mm -hmm. he didn't talk about anything about this just to draw ratings he's such a fucking asshole and it seems like everything is going uh, like he's destroying WWE with us, but yeah. Uh, oh, th this is what's destroyed. It wasn't destroyed before this. Okay, continue. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, but yeah, uh, McMahon steps down as uh, WWE CEO, but that's only on paper. Oh, why? Why is it only on paper? Well, he was on 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 SmackDown and. Like, after he stepped down, and he's like, oh, I'm the authority figure, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Uh, so, well, he could step down as a CEO, and I guess he could still be, like, well, you know, an actor in the in the script of the show. Is that what you're trying I mean, to say? It seems very poor taste. Oh, definitely poor taste. But I, I'm trying to make it clearer for other people who don't follow this as closely as... Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, so he came out on SmackDown as, and as a character was acting like he was still the yeah. head. Okay. Um, 
It says Stephanie McMahon has been named the interim CEO and interim chairwoman. She's the daughter of Vince McMahon. Uh, he voluntarily stepped down as chairman of uh, as the CEO of WWE on Friday morning amid allegations of misconduct and an ongoing investigation in the com- company. Um, the Wall Street Journal wrote that anonymous emails obtained by the Board of Investiga- Investigative Committee detailed a relationship between McMahon and a former employee. When the relationship turned sexual, M- McMahon allegedly increased her salary as a paralegal from 100000 to 200000 and gave her, like a toy, uh, to John Laurinaitis. Um, yeah. Uh... So those are the allegations, I guess, him against him. Yeah, do we know mm-hmm. who this woman is, or because I I'm not no. okay. Um, it's obviously not a, a person who is talent, because they say that she was a paralegal, right? Um, well, she could be an ex-talent. I'm guessing. It well, at least it doesn't say anything about that in this article. Right. So, right. Okay. Um. Uh, right here, Vince McMahon makes brief cameo on SmackDown. Despite all the intrigue, McMahon still decided to make an appearance on SmackDown. Uh, he received mixed but overall enthusiastic reaction, uh, invoking WWE's then, now, forever, together slogan uh, as he tossed the microphone and walked out of the ring. Okay. Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking. He did that just to get ratings. Such an ass. I mean, if this one, if this is the one thing coming out about Vince McMahon now, considering what I know about WWF in the '80s, there's got to be like some weird, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like somebody else. There's other stories about this uh, guy that are much worse than this this one story for sure. I'm I'm sure. He's... I'm positive. <laughs> I'm sure you're 110%. All the cocaine that was going around in WWF in the 80s? I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, it's it's a a douchebag thing. Uh, Talking about douchebags, uh, how did Julia Christie say that he trusts God will do what's best? Right, we talked last week about them... uh, getting convicted of tax evasion and bank fraud, they went on a podcast. Apparently, they have a podcast called Chrisley Confessions, which that's a very apt title yeah. for their for their sure. t- show. I don't think they did that on purpose, but that's how it ended up. Um, the only interesting, most interesting part, I guess, uh, he, he said on the podcast, we did want to come on today and let everybody know that it's very sad, heartbreaking time for our family right now. Uh, but we still hold steadfast to our faith and we trust God will do what's, uh, what he does best because God's a miracle worker. Okay, cool. So he, is he invoking God and saying like, well, you know, we did do tax evasion and bank fraud, but Mm-hmm. God, God, God says it's fine. Is that what's happening here? <laughs> yes, Luke. Okay. Um, yes. That's not the only interesting part in this article, though. And down here, uh, it says something that we talked. I-, I said something last week. Like maybe they're just gonna like you like put their kids in there, uh, 
and that's that's what this is saying is that like um they're noting that his wife and kids are doing best they navigate the situation with their kids uh it seems like they're the podcast at least that they're they did this on when they mm-hmm. they're gonna pass it off over to their children as well so i'm wondering if, since we talked about them possibly doing a season 10 of the show it's just they're just gonna like move everything over to their children I mean, if you were their kid, would you want that legacy? I probably would not be. No. Right. Okay. Just wondering. Fuck no. Well, you, they got God on their side, so. <sighs> yes, Luke. Jesus, take the wheels, is what I say. It's just a, uh, it's this weird mentality of like I can do any I can do all wrong but as long as like I've got God on my side it doesn't matter right Talking about media and stupid media Jesus Christ Fox News were up in arms over this uh, production crew for Stephen Colbert Late Show detained in Congressional Building uh, I saw Tucker Carlson talking about yeah see it. Uh, is this funny? Uh, oh, they are doing an in- insurrection now. Okay, who are they to talk about doing insurrections? Comparing this to to January sixth, right? Filming a comedy bit yes. is the same as like uh, trying to stop. Uh, certifying an election. Right. (laughs) The U.S. Capitol Police told CBS News that officers responded to a call for a disturbance at 8.30 p.m. at the Longworth House office building where they detained seven people uh, who were without congressional ID on the 6th for a hallway. They determined the group were not congressional employees. Um, The Capitol Police did not release any names and would not say if the suspects were the late show with CBS News is part well, of Paramount. Trump the insult dog. Yeah, I was going to say, but CBS said yeah. Friday that suspects were part of a production team which was recording Triumph the Insult comic dog su- uh, comedy segments on Wednesday and Thursday. So <laughs> they literally arrested a puppet. <laughs> uh, literally arrested a puppet. Oh, uh, it, it just seems so weird. <laughs> Uh, I mean, if they didn't have... It says they were unescorted and without ID. So they should have probably had uh, approval to do what they were doing, but maybe they they didn't know they needed approval. They Maybe they've done things like this before and didn't need approval. You know what I'm saying? Like, Didn't Adam shift let them fucking around the building, though? I, I don't know what you're... I don't know what you mean. Uh, when they when they first got in, I think Adam Shift like left them in. Oh really? I I didn't hear. Yeah. I mean I don't know that much detail on this, um, but maybe he let them in and they needed to go like to the front office to get IDs first. <laughs> you know what? I mean? Yeah. Maybe. So uh, they didn't follow procedure and they got in trouble. I think that's what happened here. Um, I don't think it was an insurrection. Oh, it definitely was. I think to... it's more like getting not getting a hall pass to go to the bathroom in high school is what happened here. <laughs> <laughs> that is the same. 
It's more similar to this than an insurrection. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love that. That's that's such such a funny, funny thing to compare it to. It's kind of uh, true, though. Yeah. You know what I've done this week, other than 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 uh, uh, of course watching TV and things. I actually am reading a book, believe it or not. Okay. And I bought it. I bought it from Audible. It's almost like we should talk about Audible. Uh, if you go to audibletrial.com slash ADC, that's audibletrial.com slash ADC, you can get a 30-day free trial of Audible, and you can also uh, cancel it if you want to. You're not going to wanting to cancel it because it's one no, of the best no, services. No, no. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's, it's ridiculously uh, interesting. I'm right now uh, reading a book called Oracle by uh, Andrew Piper, read by Joshua Jackson, uh, and it's very, very interesting. Yeah, sounds good. Everybody do that. All right, movie news. Uh, BBC uh, in talks to host next year's uh, Eurovision, right? Yeah, uh, of course. Uh, Ukraine won. Uh, uh, Ukraine won this year's, but, but uh, the EBU has uh, said a statement uh, that uh, uh, it says following their win at Eurovision Song Contest in May, the EBU has been exploring options for hosting next year's competition with a Ukraine public broadcaster. Uh, it has become well-known tradition that the winner of the Eurovision Song Contest holds the competition the following year, providing the certain criteria, including ensuring the viability of staging events, the safety of the stakeholders, including the public, are met. And, uh, of course, it says that uh, 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 following uh, the analysis, uh, uh, it has come with deep regrets that, uh, given the circumstances, the security and the operational guarantees required for the broadcaster to host, organize, and produce the Eurovision Song Contest under uh, the EBU cannot be fulfilled in Ukraine. Uh, so I'm not shocked at all that they were not allowed. Uh, then giving it to number two, that was... Uh, BBC seems kind of like fair. If number two can't, no, if number one can't do it, I think number two should give the first opportunity. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, I mean, you would say, oh, well, they have like basically almost an entire year. Maybe in a year, Ukraine will be better, but they got to do planning. There's like tons of planning yeah. you can't just yeah. like plan for something and then uh like you you have no uh way of being like it's gonna get better it's not gonna get better so it's better to just like plan for the worst as they say i guess um yeah yeah of course ukrainian uh were not agreeing to this at all i saw uh, uh, them coming out and saying that we haven't had really had any conversations with uh, the EBU. Well, that's not cool. 
Yeah, and they were feeling like they were kind of like being uh, show, showed out without giving uh, an, uh, a complete fair assessment. Uh, so we will see. Uh, I I think personally, I think it should, uh, uh, as long as it's possible to have it in Ukraine, uh, it should be in U- Ukraine. But I don't think it's possible to be completely honest with you. How cool would it be? I mean, cool, but also kind of terrible if they did it in like an actually bombed out building. With, like right. rubble all around and like the there's no roof and but they do you know what I'm saying like that yeah, vis- yeah. visually would be very impressive but at the same time sad <laughs> you know what I mean like and also yeah, yeah. kind of exploitative of the situation so yeah probably not a good idea uh speaking of exploitative Bill Cosby uh is a rapist what? and he exploits oh, women really mm-hmm. I didn't know that oh. Yeah, he uh, he was convicted, but got le- got uh, released because uh, some bullshit. If you didn't remember mm-hmm. that, but Cosby is facing another lawsuit from Judy Huth, a 64-year-old woman that alleges that he molested her after lure- luring her to the Playboy Mansion in 1975 when she was only 16. Uh, she is suing under California law that extends the statute of limitations for claims of childhood sex abuse. So, uh. Hopefully he's going to go back to jail, but yeah, we'll see what happens with this. I really hope that happens, because how he got away with uh, that... Uh, it was a technicality. It was 100% a technicality uh, is the only... I know. Yeah. But it's just like uh, totally bullshit, and uh, that's why I want him... I want him back. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you, you. you you can go back. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Uh, I've seen a movie or two. Okay. Uh, do you want to hear about that? Yeah, what did you see this week? I only saw one movie, little... so... Yeah, and you saw it together with me. So. Right. <laughs> so we... Uh, uh, well, I saw a movie called uh, Where the Scary Things Are. Uh, this is an R-rated uh, movie. Uh, it's kind of like Stand On By Me, Unis, and it has very like, uh, uh, very like it's kind of like Stranger Things, super okay. eight, and it's very very dark. Uh, it's uh, about this. Uh, Columbine kids and their growing lack of empathy in the internet age. It's a little boomer, uh, but I liked it uh, to a seven. It's a good horror. Uh, I liked it. I would recommend it. Uh, then I saw Mad Oh, well, Dog. one thing about that, that I just looked up yeah. where the scary things are on Google and, mm. you know, they have the thing that's like, people also asked. Mm. It says people also asked where are the scary things are. Where are the scary things are is something other people were asking when they looked. I don't know why. What? What? <laughs> where are the scary things are? Yeah. Well, talking about something that was extremely weird. Uh, Mad God. Uh, this gets a nine out of ten. 
just okay. out of the bag. Really, really like this movie. I will, I hope this will be in my top ten, uh, top five. Uh, it's an animation horror. It's it's extremely good made. It mm, uh, took them like twenty years to make. Uh, you get a little like oh. This took you 20 years. Was it worth it? And I can say this. It is very, very dark, very, very strange. And a little of a... Literally a really good mindfuck. Okay. It's on Roku? Okay. Is it? Apparently, at least in America, it's on Roku. Um Mm. Like that's, it's a Roku. It says Roku exclusive, even. Uh, yeah. yeah, I. I uh, people are. It seems like Roku is like making a. The sur- I hear a lot of people talking more about Roku stuff lately. It's weird. Hmm. Didn't they buy up all of uh, that uh, short-lived, uh, short lived short. Tell. The, the one the, the app that was for two months. Oh yeah, I think they did. Yeah, the um, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think they bought all, all the content from it and probably are just like slowly right. putting it. But you don't, you'd never know what is uh one of those shows and what's not one of those shows. I suppose. Right. Yeah. Does a rocket cost that? I have no idea. I have. I don't. I don't. I don't know anybody who has a Roku, but I like. I just hear people talking about Roku online lately a lot more. Mm. I think must be like it must be a good deal if a lot of people have it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the last movie we saw. Look, what was that? Spiderhead. Um, this mm-hmm. was on Netflix, right? It was. <laughs> with <coughs> excuse me <coughs> oh. don't kill yourself <coughs> I got a cough uh, Chris Hemsworth and Miles Teller were in this <coughs> <laughs> you need a break no I'm fine uh, <laughs> and Journey Smollett which we were like she's yeah. related to Jesse Smollett what <laughs> and then I found out that they all their kids uh, whoever Jesse Smollett and Journey Smollett's parents are, they're all, they all have J names. They all start with a J, like every single one of them. Yeah. We were like, what? And then even the parents are named Jane and, oh, Janet and Joel. So like, hmm, something weird going on. Like there's weird things when a family does that, right? Mm, Yeah. It seems like a weird family. But this movie was a little weird also. That is definitely true. I liked it, though. I had fun with it. It just, like... It was kind of simplistic in the sense that, like... There was one setting... And there wasn't a whole lot of, like... um, Diversity in, like, what you were seeing on the screen. Uh, And the only time there was a a different setting... Was this one scene where they're, like... Drive... uh, Drunk driving... The drunk driving scene. Uh, Hmm... And so, in that way, it was kind of simplistic. But the storyline is about uh, 
two people who we find out, uh, I guess more than two people, really, that uh, they did some kind of crime and they get let off in a way from doing jail time because they decide to join this uh, experiment uh, that's being run by this guy who's played by Chris Hemsworth, right? Yeah, and uh, what that experiment is, is, is clearly it have something to do with drugs. Like uh, mind, mind control or emotional yeah. control drugs. Yeah, drugs that can control your emotions. Um, and yeah, it goes into like why they're doing this to these people. Um, mm-hmm. But you kind of slowly find that stuff out over the course of the movie, right? I thought this was utterly interesting. It it it, it took me. It's a little bit slow, uh, but I like that. Uh, Miles Teller and and uh, that girl and and Chris Hemsworth has very good chemistry uh, together. That really helps this movie. Uh, but I will say that. What I maybe didn't like was there was some. Um, it felt a little um, uh, maybe a little preachy at times. A little like uh, it was a very like sim- simple story, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, very like uh, this is the story that we're going to tell and nothing else. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, and having clear directions, there's nothing wrong with that in 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 a way. But I right. would like it to be a little more experimental. It felt a little too um, cut and know, dry. Cut and dry, yeah. Yeah, uh, it was kind of it, it. wasn't predictable in a normal way, but it was predictable no, no. in the way where it was like, oh, clearly this guy is not a good guy. This guy's a bad guy, and we're just waiting to find out why he's a bad guy. Right. There was no point where I was like, oh, maybe he's not a bad guy. It was always, oh, Chris Hemsworth is a bad guy. You haven't tricked me in any way at this, like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes, and also, I I wish it was a little less um, less that. I, I wish it was a little more more uh more unclear of, of who 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 are who are, are these people and things like that but when that is said and 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 done this is one of the better netflix movies in quite a while a while i guess i recommend it i i probably still only give it like a 6.5 or 6 oh, yeah. somewhere around there uh, i don't think i could I go to a 7 a, i would give it a 6.5 can't get it to seven either, but but, oh yeah, if you like have Netflix, watch it. Yeah, it's enter- It's definitely entertaining, but it, like it's not winning any awards. Yeah. No, 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 no. All right. But I do think maybe can win some awards because they it, they always win award when they come with new animation movies. It's light year. I'm strangely not interested in this. I don't think this is a good spin-off of, like... Uh, Toy Story? Well, of, like, the franchise of Toy Story, I guess, you know? Like, yeah. I guess it, 
a spit-off of Woody would not really be that interesting either, but... I guess. I, I just don't... Yeah, I don't like it. I guess another yeah, thing is, like, yeah. in the cinematic universe, I put that in quotes, of Toy Story... Right. Buzz Lightyear never really did any of this Worry stuff. Space, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, the whole point is that Buzz Lightyear in the first movie thought he actually did do this, but he never really yeah. did it. And so now to yeah. do this, it's like reversing the whole concept of the first movie of Toy Story. <laughs> yeah, it feels a little ratcom, as they call it. Yeah, and just bro broken as far as, like, timeline. Yeah. I mean, this could be after... I guess. No, could... well... I don't know. No, see? Because there's the thing, so it has to be before. There's the suit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it even timeline-wise is saying this was before. Yeah. Okay. So, uh... Sadly, what is this uh, Oscar-nominated movie all about? <laughs> right, Lightyear, the movie. Uh, legendary space ranger Buzz Lightyear embarks on an intergalactic adventure alongside ambitious r recruits Izzy, Moe, Darby, and his robot companion, Socks. 75% uh, mm. on Rotten Tomatoes, 5.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 47% of Google users liked it, directed by Angus McLean. Um, yeah, uh, people are not happy about this movie, bro. I don't know if you've heard. I have heard. Uh, was a gay kiss and all. Right. Uh, here's a here here uh, here's some examples of that. I guess. Um, if you go to Facebook, guess what? People people on Facebook are weird, bro. I don't know if you've mm, heard. Of I didn't know that. And that's <laughs> generally why I go there to get reviews because it's they're generally pretty funny. If you go to the the Disney Pixar Lightyear. Uh, Facebook and go to like the reviews section you're gonna see the cream of the crop of America there um, mm. because Miranda uh, or let's see Ashley Lawson says she doesn't re recommend this Disney's, Disney's really going downhill not only is the storyline nothing to write home over but she she actually said nothing to ride she wrote r-i-d-e nothing to ride home over but they're are all they're also pushing their woke agenda fro should have known mm -hmm. stuck stick with old school Din disney i'm banning new disney it's all trash i mean eddie gave it half a star on rotten tomatoes and said like the bus bus year outfit bus light year decoration dislike the kissing scene so, uh, Scott Gross says I, I recommend it. I took my kids and they really enjoyed it. Better to take them. Uh, I took my kids. They didn't really enjoy it. Uh, better to take them to the beach and not worth uh, the time and the waste of money. So he enjoyed it, but his kids hated it. That's an interesting, mm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, but Joanna Litzenberg says, great movie, kids love it, and it was a win. We will definitely be owning the, owning this. Okay. Yeah, I will see it on Disney Plus when it comes on Disney Plus, <laughs> since I have Disney Plus. Uh, my guess is I will never see this film, unless for some reason, like, my nieces or nephews want to watch it 
like at Thanksgiving or Christmas. <laughs> uh, what other films are coming out? Uh, let's see if I got any other interesting reviews really quick because there were some yeah. I got that were like mad at the people who were mad at the kissing scene. Let's see. Uh, oh yeah, tell me about that. Miranda Joyce says, uh, my almost eight-year-old daughter and I both re- both really enjoyed this movie. For all the haters about less than two seconds of woman-on-woman cu- kissing scene, I'm sorry you were so close-minded and let that one very small part of the entire movie ruin it for you. Those who... Those of you who are done with Disney now, good. More room in, for me and my family next time we go to Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, other movies, Abandoned. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, I got a cough today for some reason. Yeah, coffee cough. I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, after a young couple moves to a remote farmhouse with their infant son, the woman struggles with post-mortem psychosis... I don't know Ooh. what that means. Oh, postpartum. Uh, postpartum. Sorry. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. I thought it was said postmortem, and I was like, isn't that after you die? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, yes. And begins to intensify as the, as the house itself reveals its own secrets. All right. Uh, starring Emma Roberts, Michael Shannon. Let's see. This has 5.0 out of 10 on IMDb. And eleven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so that's pretty. Okay. That's pretty good. Uh, Wayward. Uh, when a do- when I'm gonna do all these movies, by the way, because because of the iPad issue. Yes. When Dawn, a free spirited festival girl, en routes to a major music festival and decides to pick up a handsome stranger along the way, the pair s- soon finds themselves being stalked and running for their lives from a crazy madman. 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb. I don't see a Rotten Tomato score, so it's probably not... Yeah, not available. Um, and I don't see any actors. All right, uh, stay... <laughs> Man, do you see, see a movie, though? <laughs> it's directed by Kurt Yoakum, which... Oh, him. Right. I don't know who that is either. Uh... Stay prayed up. A celebration of branches, a North Carolinian, Carolinian, Carolinian gospel group, and their 82-year-old vocalist Lena May Perry, as they record their very first live album, directed by no, D.L. Anderson and Matthew During. Uh, I guess it's a documentary. No scores. Oh, 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, no score on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Uh, The Lost Girls. So not The Lost Boys, which was a 1980s movie. Uh, Four Generations of Darling Women. Darling as far, like, as in the name, like a last name. Not Darling Women. Uh, Four Generations of Darling (laughs) Women deal with the aftermath of their adventures with Peter Pan in Neverland. After their grandmother and their grand... And, and their mother, Jane, before her, Wendy must escape Pan's hold on her and promise he desperately wants her to keep... Oh, a promise he de- desperately wants her to keep. As her daughter, Barry, comes into Peter's orbit, Wendy must fight to save their relationship with her daughter while re- reconciling her legacy. What? <laughs> that sounds interesting. 
I guess so, except that it is 2.8 out of 10 on IMDb and 14% on Rotten Tomatoes, as well as 46% of Google users. This looks like it could be terrible, also. (laughs) But it sounds interesting. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Remember Pan, though? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Uh, That was a horrendously bad movie. Right. So not all uh, uh, Peter Pan stuff is good. Man of Integrity... uh, a goldfish farmer in a small Iranian village faces financial, ru- financial ruin when his river-sourced water supply is cut off. 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, oh. A goldfish farmer? I didn't know you could f- farm goldfish. Where do you think goldfish comes from? I mean, I guess you can breed goldfish, but you call it farming? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I guess like yeah. If you're breeding cattle, that's farming cattle. Yeah, I guess I'm just. I guess I'm dumb. Uh, (laughs) I didn't say that. (laughs) No, I did. Brian and Charles. I just never thought about like (laughs) when you think of a farm, you think of like chickens and cows and sheep and pigs. You don't think of goldfish. Um, uh, Brian and Charles. Brian is a lonely inventor in rural Wales who spends his days building quirky, unconventional contraptions and that seldom work. Undeterred by his lack of success, though, he soon attempts his biggest project yet, directed by Jim Archer, starring Chris Hayward, David Earle, Louise Brealey. Uh, this obviously is a, a British uh, movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, 86% of Google users like this, 79% on Rotten Tomatoes, 69 out of 10 on IMDb and 63% of Metacritics liked it. Actually, this looks kind of interesting. Uh, hmm. First Love is another movie coming out. While his parents are in f- the midst of a financial crisis, a young man experiences his first heartbreak as he makes the difficult transition to adulthood. 87% of Google users liked it. Uh, no other... Nobody else apparently has seen this movie. Okay. Uh, official competition. Uh, 7.2 out of 10 and I would be 94% of Rotten Tomato users. Like, 94%. That's pretty good. 75% on Metacritic. 74% of Google users liked it. A wealthy businessman hires a neurotic director to produce his crowning achievement uh, of a brilliant art film. Directed by Gaston Duprat. Uh, Duprat. Oh, him. You don't remember Gaston. I have no idea who that is. Uh, Me neither. Did he do anything interesting, though? Uh, no clue. No. He won a Goya Award for Best Imbro-American Film, though. So. What, what the fuck does that mean? I have no idea. Uh, but The Good Neighbor Might, which is also a film that's coming that came out last week, A Nightmarish Evening Unfolds for Neighbors... David and Robert, while they accidentally hit a woman on her bike and flee the scene, while David is increasingly plagued by the feelings of guilt, Robert shows no remorse and becomes overbearingly possessive. While David meets Vanessa, the victim's sister, he must submit to a reckless passion, submit to his reckless passion an underlying sense of redemption before realizing Robert will do unspeakable things to protect their secret. Uh, mm-hmm. Jonathan Reese is in this. Bruce Davidson, 
uh, Eloise Smith. Uh, six out of ten on IMDb, forty-four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. See, it sounded really mm. good until I saw that, but seventy-eight percent of Google users liked it. Mm. Oh my gosh, that was so much talking. My nose is like in pain now. <laughs> next week, next week, you don't have to do all things alone. All right, okay. Ugh. Yeah. So, what movie do you want to see most? That's a hard one this week. Uh, it, it is actually. I don't really want to see Lightyear, right? And I none of no, none of these are really piquing my interest that much. But I guess Abandon, maybe. Yeah, I also have Abandoned. Yeah, that's got to be the that's got to be the one. I mean, it's got decent scores, six point three, six point four, and the story sounds interesting. Where it's, some of the other ones, the story sounds interesting, but the scores are really bad. So, yeah. And that is kind of the problem with those kind of movies. You want the story end, and the film and everything to be good, good. right? Yeah. I also kind of want to see the Lost Girls, but not for the reason that uh, that you're thinking. It's because I want to see how terrible it probably is. <laughs> uh, well, nothing is going to beat Marmaduke, so it's okay. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to beat Marmaduke. That's I forgot about Marmaduke. Yeah. If that is my, not my number one worst movie of the year, I will be so surprised. You haven't seen that movie I watched last week with the shark, the shark movie yet. That was that's no, definitely that's not a rev, revive, revive. Let me look look up. Shark movie with uh, Alicia Silverstone. Uh, the Requin. Yeah. The Requin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, coming next week, news of the week, TV movies of the week, The Bear mm-hmm. Episode 1 review, which mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm excited for, but I am hesitant. I think it's good, though, because kind of like, at least we're going over with low expectations, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Don't get me wrong. It's just like, yeah. It's not a show that we were like, we definitely want to do this for for the podcast. Yeah. No, I have already told Luke that in August we are doing the Sandman. I. Uh, Hopefully, we can. I, uh, it's all going to work out right. Yeah, yeah. we're going to try to make that. Work. I really want to do that. So. Oh, my shoulder. And uh, we're going to do another digital review of Elvis, the movie, next week. So, Yeah, I, uh, I'm i partially interested in that because of Beth Lerman. I'm a big, huge, actually huge Beth Lerman fan. Uh, and since he has directed it, I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I'm, I couldn't care. The biopic about... I'm not a huge Elvis fan. I've never been an Elvis fan. I mean, maybe it's because I saw some of those surfer movies that he did when I was a kid, and oh, I was like, "Yeah." After watching one of those surfer Elvis movies, how could you ever think that guy was cool? It's vl- literally impossible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was he the one that? Yeah, he was in jail. Jail rock. No, jail, Jailhouse Rock. Uh, maybe. I guess so. Yeah. 
there's the other whole thing about him, like, you know, uh, taking black culture and using it to uh, start a career. There's that whole thing also, you know, yeah. And also marrying uh, a 14-year-old, maybe? Yeah, the being a pedophile, there's also that, right? Yeah, I mean, he wasn't that uh, nice guy. At least he made a, an ex-wife for Nicolas Cage. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, well, maybe this movie will cover all that stuff. Who knows? Who knows? Okay, uh, Jeremy Rant. I uh, don't uh, I don't really have a lot here because some, some, some somehow been a little uh, uh, busy. But uh, do you have anything you want to well, I know you want to talk about the H3 stuff. Did you watch the H3 Howie Mandel podcast that I sent you? I did, yeah. That was one of the it most is. interesting things I've seen in a while on YouTube. Yes. Uh, especially this part where he's talking about Ryan Kavanaugh and Howie Mandel is like, Basically, like, trying to stick his fingers in his ears and going, la, 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 I don't, it was, mm. like, he making him so uncomfortable, and, uh, but some of the discussion about what? Trisha was the most interesting parts of that. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, Because yeah. we haven't heard a lot of the stuff that he, he hasn't even talked about it on his podcast, some of the stuff that was talked about as far as Moses and Trisha and their family, and at the very end, Ela coming on and being like, no, we're not call, calling... Them. Like, that was so, yeah. so interesting, especially since it sounds like he got invited on, but Howie didn't really have any clue what he was getting himself into when he invited him on the show, right? Mm -hmm. That, yeah. I mean, everybody go check that out. I don't know if... I have no idea if his podcast is good or bad at all, do you? Like, have you ever no, heard his no, podcast no before clue. this? Never, never seen anything before. Uh, I learned Norwegian in two weeks and went on live TV in Norway by a Japanese guy. That was super interesting. I will send you a link to that. Okay. Uh, do you want to check out Maddie Matheson right now? Because we talked about that earlier. Sure. I'll send it in the chat. There's. There we go. This is a random video. I just went to his channel and like uh, just found a pretty recent one. I mean, it's nothing like... I didn't, like, pick out, like, the best video of his ever or anything like that, if that makes sense. Okay. In uh, three, two, one, play. Sandwiches! Sandwiches! Sandwiches. <laughs> Sandwiches make everything so great. They make the world happier. And you know what my favorite Cooking something. Right. He, never. he was, like, a drug addict. Like, he's a reformed drug addict wow. who I make a cheesesteak obviously oh, well, see all the tattoos and everything he was kind of say it out loud. in the yeah. in that culture and then he the, the, food kind of reformed him he reminds me of a little more crazy box mac guy with the whiz and I'm gonna uh, yeah do it yeah he's just an interesting character I don't know you check him out uh, you might like him yeah. you might not it if you like cooking shows or you like want to but it's more like his vibe his he's just an entertaining dude kind of uh he's mm. and his it's just funny his the stuff he does uh 
the Channel 5 video. What was it about this week? I'm trying to remember. Um... But it, there was a new Channel 5 video, which is always the yeah. uh, interesting. Oh, Detano Bike Week, right. Yes, that was... I think the best thing was was uh, the wrestling. <laughs> the old men who are doing, like, the yeah. jello wrestling thing or whatever. And they're, yeah. the two women who are like, oh, we this is our job. We just go around and wrestle in, in a cabbage. And then there was the other woman who's like... I'm. I work for the government. I do uh, government investigations, and they're like, mm-hmm. uh, "You just got done wrestling in coleslaw." So, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, that that video was good. Um, let's see what else. Oh, remember I said, I think it was last week or was it last week or the week before we talked about Russian new Russian McDonald. Uh, I think it was last week. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I can't wait till people do mukbangs at, at the new... It's That's already a thing. It already oh, exists. Oh, they've already done it. You know, oh, yeah. There's a guy... I've seen two or three videos of people who are already doing... The, eating at the new Russian McDonald's. I, here, I sent you one. There you go. Uh, mm-hmm, thank you. So, yeah, if you want to see what people think of the new Russian McDonald's, I guess that's already out there and available for <laughs> consumption. So, uh, cool. yeah. Uh, actually, let me look, sorry, I know there was something that I put in a folder to talk about, oh, that's right, remember our friend Scott Waring, Fro? No. The UFO guy, Scott Waring, if you look up his name on Google, it comes up with like the weirdest, uh, stories ever. yeah. Yeah, UFO yeah, expert yeah. claims to have spotted weird elephant-like creature on Mars. Uh, going right back to our joke at the beginning of the podcast, in a recent release of a photo by Mars uh, on Mars by NASA, self-explained UFO experts have claimed to have spotted an unusual c- creature, and they shared this discovery on their website. Scott Waring, self-proclaimed alien researcher, found a strange rock formation on the surface of the red planet. The Taiwan-based extraterrestrial experts claims it resembles an elephant-like creature. So. Mm. Yeah, Scott, if you're listening, we we definitely, oh my gosh. Ah, it's starting an article. We want to, if we could get a hold of Scott Waring somehow. But we've tried, and we found that there's like a weird circular thing of like, you can't really get in touch with this guy, all right? Yeah. Yeah, we 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 tried on Twitter. 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 Yeah. Twitter. Yeah, we tried. But if you're listening, Scott, get a hold of us, I guess. Get a hold of Luke. Well, yeah, I mean, I was using the uh, the royal we. Oh, the royal we. The podcast. Right. Exactly. The royal we of podcasting. That's us. <laughs> the royal we, <laughs> like going to the bathroom. Yes, yes. Uh, but uh, this podcast isn't shit. See what I do there? We we. See that's wee French. Wee. <laughs> I see what you did there. Ah. Okay, let's uh. let's stop while we're on top. Okay. Uh, my name is Fro. My name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, bye, everybody.
Another di another digital another digital citizen. 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 Another digital citizen.